the Lord commanded the fish and it vomited Jonah onto dry land. Lord, we gather here in your presence this day with the hearts that are looking for you. We gather here in this place place where you have vomited us, a place where you have brought us, O oh Lord, that we will hear your oracles, that we will experience your presence, O oh Lord, and that we will also listen for the proclamation that you're going to give. We gather here knowing that in your presence we have everything. May you now speak unto us, O Lord, because it is your word that will rectify us. It is your word that you will teach us. It is your word that will rebuke us. It is your word that will guide us. God, have mercy on us, O Lord, that we will go out of this place with something more spiritual. In our Lord, my God, may the words of my mouth this morning and may the meditations of my mind be acceptable to you, my rock and my redeemer. And this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Praise the Lord. Um, I'll begin with a story told by Dr. Ari Rimer. Dr. Rimer told of a man who, who was swallowed by a fish in, in 1926, and he spent two days inside that fish. But finally, the story says he lived to tell the story. Now, he was displayed in London as a journal of the, the 20th century. This man did not have a hair on his body. And his skin was yellowish brown color. And I know this because of the gastric juices of the fish which he had created upon, reacted upon the individual as the fish had tried to digest it or digest him in vain. Now, you can imagine the color of his skin and how he must have looked. The people would look at him and ask him, Brother, what happened to you? Brother, we know you. What happened to you? And so it's not difficult to imagine what happened to the, in the city of Nineveh when Jonah preached. And so in chapter 3, as we come, we find Yahweh speaking to Jonah. We find Yahweh speaking to Jonah again, and he is sending him on a mission to Nineveh. He receives a second chance here after being delivered from the, the belly, the smelly belly of the fish, remember? Now this time, if he is going to live, he must do what God wants him to do. He knows it very well. If he has to live, now he has 
to do what God tells him to do. He must do the will of God. He must preach only what God tells him to preach. And he must do it with speed. And you will see. So he went. Now, Jonah was a, was a sign to the Ninevites. I look at him and as he traveled, he was a sign. As he spoke, every, everybody could tell, yes, this person and what he's saying, he has seen it already. <laughs> and so to me, he was a sign. His body carried the marks of his death. He had been in a fish that tried to digest him for 72 hours. Is that three days? Do the math, right? Three days? Yes. And may have digested, the fish may have digested what was digestible. Is that good English? What was digestible? Now, I can imagine that Jonah probably had no hair anywhere in, on his body. No eyelashes. No eyebrows even. They had gone. No hair on his head even. His skin must have been bleached by the powerful stomach acid. Just tell me, who remains in a belly and it comes out the same? Tell me. Who remains in a belly except Mtoto? <laughs> and it comes out the same again. You cannot be there for three days, my friend. How can you be there? And I'm told that the body, the temperature of mammals are all the same, right? Ay, ay. Banana, am I right? <laughs> He's going to do research. But I thought every, every mammal, the temperature is so the, the way you feel you are hot, that is how the fish was hot. And so that, that, <laughs> that acid, that stomach acid could not ha allow Jonah to be out in this world the same. And so fresh from the belly now, <laughs> Jonah begins to preach straight away. And he says, 40 more days and Nineveh will be overturned. That's it. Tell your friend that was the message. That was the message. Forty more days and Nineveh will be overturned. He did not say anything else. Can you imagine? Because one, he was angry. Because he has been forced by God to do what? To God. Number two, he was looking funny, I believe. And we'll see in chapter four why I'm saying this. He was looking funny. He had no hair at all, at all. And he's telling you people, look at me, look at me. Forty more days and Nineveh will be no more. He did not have a lot to say. He was not the same Jonah again. The Bible says that when Jonah, Jonah's warning reached the people and the king of Nineveh, he rose from his throne, took off his royal robes, covered himself with sackcloth, and set down in the dust. Then the Bible says that the king ordered everyone and every animal to do the same. 
Everybody. Every animal. Everybody. They said, do not let people or animals or even herds or flocks taste anything. Let them not eat anything. Let them not even drink anything. They proclaimed a fast. And everyone from the greatest to the least put on sackcloth. They didn't. They didn't want to take chances. Can you imagine a whole city in sackcloth? Can imagine? imagine? A whole city in sackcloth. Can you imagine the city of Oleida, the city of Nairobi, the city of Massachusetts, the city, the way you know a city. Can you imagine a city with lots of people and all of them are covered with sacks? What is important here is that these people repented. They repented and God had mercy on them. God received them as they were church. A life that is growing spiritually responds to God in humility. Can you hear an amen? A life that is growing spiritually responds to God in humility. The Bible says, clothe yourselves with humility toward one another because God opposes the proud but he gives grace to the humble. The Ninevites were saved by their repentance and their humbleness. You may feel as though you are disqualified from, from doing God's work. You may feel like though you are disqualified from serving God. You may feel like as though you are disqualified from continuing what you like to do because of past mistakes. But so we serve a God. Of a second chance. We serve a God of a second chance. God gives us faith, He opens our eyes, He opens our ears, and invites us to walk with Him. We are a sleeping giant. And you know that. One as we sang. We are a sleeping giant. If if every member here expresses his or our shape in ministry, you will be amazed what will happen here. Am I right? Yes. If everyone here expresses what God has put in you, you'll be surprised. You'll be surprised. Those that are able to invite people to church will be telling me, Pastor, the church is already full. What do we do? Because they have done their work of telling them, hey, God never in Oleida. How many of us, even as we're working, as we, we are in Walmart, you know, see people, and the next thing you want to tell them is, can you come to church? Do you go to church? Or where do you worship? I'm one of those people. I've always, I'm always having my cards with me. By the way, where do you worship? Would you like to come to our church? Imagine, imagine, imagine we had 10 people like me. 
Can you see what will be happening here? I am challenging you, my friends, to see what the Lord has called you to do. Wake up and do it. Wake up and do it. Because if you don't do it, probably nobody else will do it like you are supposed to do, and very soon we are going to our Father. Buenas tardes, son. At how soon? Very soon. Very soon. All of us are, are going. <laughs> and so, if you do what you can do, then you'll be surprised what, is, what might happen here. The sleeping giant will be unstoppable. Jonah was only one person. One person preaching one line. 40 more days and Nineveh will be no more. One person preaching one line. How about 200 people preaching this Bible that we know very well? This Bible that we have read and read until we were in Sunday school. Until, until now. We are more than Jonah, my friends. We have been put here. Jonah was vomited in Nineveh on dry land. And there he went. We have been vomited here. I know you don't why. We don't like saying, you know, talking that that word. But you can say, I've been thrown thrown up here, right? I've been vomited. This is where God has put you and me. What are we doing? My friends, revival comes through your, our willingness to participate in what God is doing. To participate. When you are willing to participate in what God is doing in his, in his kingdom. The task needs to be taken seriously. Whatever we have been taught to do. Jonah's story teaches us that there is absolutely Absolutely no place to hide that God can find you, cannot find you. My friends, we serve a God who is bigger than our way of thinking. A God that understands the end result. A God that is full of mercy. A God that sees the remnants in any place and saves his people. A God who sees beyond what we can see with our own naked eyes. A God whose outstretched hands are always saying, come as you are. Come as you are. A God that will direct your life even when things are tough. Proverbs 19.21 says, Many are the plants in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. Jesus, who carried the marks of his death in his body, told his followers in Luke chapter 24 and verse 39, Look at my hands. Look at my hands. Look at my feet as well. And he says, it is myself. You know, they, they were not, 
They were not believing that it was him. Look at my hands. Look at my feet as well. And then he says, touch me, touch me, feel me, so that you can know exactly that that is me. And then he says, a spirit or a ghost does not have flesh and bones. As you see, I have flesh and, and bones. That was, that was Jesus. Jesus came so that all of us can humble ourselves and do what God assigned us to do. Before I finish, I will read this prayer that was delivered a while ago. On January 23rd, 1996, Reverend Joe Wright of Wichita, Kansas, delivered a prayer to the Kansas House of Representatives in Topeka. He said, Heavenly Father, we come before you today to ask your forgiveness and seek your direction and your guidance. We know your word says, who to those who call evil good, but that's exactly what we have done. We have lost our spiritual equilibrium and inverted our own, our values. We confess that we have ridiculed the absolute truth of your word and accorded it moral pluralism. We have worshipped other gods and accorded it multiculturalism. We have endorsed perversion and called it an alternative lifestyle. We have exploited the poor and accorded lottery. We have neglected the needy and accorded self-preservation. We have killed our unborn and accorded choice. We have shot abortionists and accorded justifiable. We have neglected to discipline our children and accorded building esteem. We have coveted our neighbor's possessions and accorded ambition. We have polluted the air with profanity and accorded freedom of expression. We have ridiculed the time-honored values of our forefathers and accorded enlightenment. Such as, O oh God, and know our hearts today. Try us and see if they are be some wicked way in us. Cleanse us from every sin and set us free. Guide and bless these men and women who have been sent here by the people of Kansas to govern this great state. I ask it in the name of, our of your son, the living Savior, Jesus Christ. Second Chronicles chapter 7 and verse 14 says, If my people, if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and they will forgive their sin and they will heal their land. Jonah 3 verse 10 says, When God saw what they did, and how they turned from their evil ways. He relented 
and it did not bring on them the destruction that he had threatened to bring. My friends, our responding to God obediently and our responding to this word of God is all that matters in this life. Number two, our responding obediently to God's call is all that matters. Number three, our responding obediently to God's teaching, to God's service, to what God has called you and me to do. Our responding obediently is all that matters. Imagine our city in Saco. Imagine our city in Saco. The Bible says that they repented and put their lives in order. God might call us home anytime. If he calls us home anytime, how do we go? How do we go? Jesus saw, told the Samaritan woman in John chapter 4 and verses 14. But whoever drinks the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring which will provide him life-giving water and they give him eternal life. The people of Nineveh humbled themselves in the presence of God. The people of Nineveh put on sackcloth. The people of Nineveh repented. The people of Nineveh did what God said at that time. What is God telling us to do? He listens carefully to our conversations. He is the, license, the silent listener to any conversation. Sometimes he is our guest even before we know it. May we tell God mercy upon us and that he can give us more time like the Ninevites to live in this world one more time to tell someone about the love of God one more time to preach the gospel one more time to touch someone's life one more time to feed the needy one more time to reach unreached. One more time to give a cup of cold water to someone that is thirsty. One more time to feed someone that is hungry. And we can do this just as we are. I don't know how which way the Lord has spoken unto you okay to tell God here I come through raising your hand 
Dear God, here I come. You have seen me wandering, O oh Lord. Here I come. You have seen me not doing what you have called me to do. Here I come. You have seen me not hearing your word, not serving as you have purposed. Here I come. You have seen me broken hearted. You have seen me praying for my kids. You have seen me praying for my people. You have seen me crying for those that are sick. You can also stand on their behalf and say, We raise up our hands and as we bow down for prayer this time. I don't know what it is that the Lord is speaking unto you about. But you can say, yes, Lord, here I come. I've heard your voice, here I come. God, we thank you. We praise you because you are faithful. We want to thank you for your word this morning. We want to believe that God, your word is alive. And that as you spoke to the people of Nineveh, O oh Lord, this is the high time we humbled ourselves in your presence. So that God, you can use us in a special way. That God, you can also hear our prayers when we bring them to you. That God, you can communicate with us in a way we can understand you, Lord. We submit unto you. We am ourselves unto you, God. Now we are praying that God, you will visit with us again. This time we want to remember those that are needy. We also remember those that are sick. May your mercy and healing and willing be upon them, O Lord. We remember those that have lost their loved ones, O Lord, both near and afar. Pray that God, you will wipe their tears and that God, you will be with them. We want to remember those that are in prison, those that are no efforts at all left in them. May you be with them. We also want to remember those that are hurting, those that are broken hearted, those that are dealing with special and various pains, O oh Lord. And now we pray that God, your mercies again will go upon them, that you will touch them, that God, you will heal them. Give us whatever we may have done, O oh Lord, so that God, as we come to your presence, you will hear us. Hear our prayer this day, O oh Lord. Let us be the church that you've called us to, to be. Let us obey your word in service. Let us obey your word in speaking. Let us obey your word when you teach us, O oh Lord. Let us obey when you speak unto us. We thank you and we honor you. And this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you.